0: Welcome to Lead and Lift with Shabade Jaglal Ramnath, the podcast where we work with high achieving moms in leadership on their communication and confidence. Now, our host, Shabade. So, Faith James is
1: affectionately known as the queen of branding or the branding ninja, depending on what side of the street you live. She is an award-winning marketing and branding executive with over 25 years' experience creating campaigns for Fortune 500 brands like IBM, Microsoft, Pepsi, Mary Kay, and Liberty Mutual, to name a few. She is a highly sought-after international keynote speaker and has presented at industry shows such as the Advertising Research Federation and the American Marketing Association. Faith, we are so honored that you gave us this time today to come in and share your wisdom with our audience.
2: It's my joy. It's my great pleasure. You know, one of of my gifts, one of my, you know, many gifts is the gift of encouragement. And to be able to speak into, speak life into others who are on the journey, whether it's being the CEO of them or they're looking for upward mobility in their career, work, wherever, and even just in life, just to know and to be anchored into what is already promised to you, what is already your potential, and that you just get to step into it. So I'm happy to share some words of wisdom today.
1: So, Faith, I'm so happy you said that because. We do have members in the audience who are in corporate, and we also have members here who are small business owners. So we know, I mean, we hear about it. We know these big brands you mentioned. We know it's important for the company to have a brand, but we also know it's important for us as an individual to have a brand. So can you share, just so that we get a bit more information, can you share with us how did you became known as the queen of branding? or the branding ninja, and then we can jump into some of those tips that you have for us today.
2: It's it's so funny because it it just sort of happened organically. And I think for most people, when I work with them and they see the outcomes, it's so sort of incredulous for them because they themselves have been struggling for a long time in building this thing called a brand. And what I want everybody to hear me say loud and clear is that it's not even so much about building the brand, it's excavating it because you already have it. Because your brand is basically this. It is your promise of value. Whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a, a physical brick and mortar corporation, whether you are you know, a manager at a company, it is the promise of value. So what that means is when somebody hears your name, somebody says, oh, I'm going to speak to Sharon about X, Y, and Z. Immediately, emotions, thoughts, words, attributes are evoked. And it's either, oh my gosh, I can't wait to have her on this team. She's so thoughtful. She's so attention to detail. She's team player or, oh, not Sharon. She's always late. She can't play well in the sandbox and everything out of her mouth is a no. That's your brand that is the brand. When somebody hears your name, what gets evoked? When, when I say to you, give me the name of a coffee brand, what would you say?
0: Starbucks. Yeah.
2: Which I I, what, what, is that what you're going to say as Yeah, well? I was going to okay. say
1: Starbucks. We also have another one here called Tim Hortons.
2: Okay. Yeah, exactly. Now, when you think of Starbucks, give me some more as an attributes that come to mind.
0: Convenient, consistent, um, great service, mostly. High yeah. quality.
2: Exactly. So you didn't sit with the CEO and the board of Starbucks to say, hey, tell me, what are your core attributes and how do you want to be perceived in the marketplace? Those are things that you naturally experience. And so that becomes your perception of the brand, Right. You don't know if they actually said in a marketing document, we want to be known for convenience and high quality and good service. But that is your experience. And that becomes the truth of the matter. So that is the brand in your experience, Sharon and Chavity, that is your experience of the Starbucks brand. So it's the same with you. Just replace you, replace another individual with Starbucks. When somebody says your name, what gets evoked? And so when people Work with me, or they they know about me. It's like, oh yeah, she's the one that does all these amazing, you know, branded portrait photo shoots or these amazing websites because of the experience. Whether it's personal experience or they've heard about it or they've seen it because I share, you know, the work that I do with my clients on social media and in my email. So everybody has a brand. It's it's just now for you to excavate that brand and to ensure that you are curating it in such a way that the things that you want to be associated with you are the things that people in the marketplace are actually saying about you right so if you were to, if you were to think about you know what is the one thing i want people to to say about me what is the one thing it would be maybe expertise or somebody who is proficient in the work that they do whatever it is that's what you want to make sure that you're curating as you go about. So if let's just say customer service was it for you that you would go the extra mile to ensure that people are in fact experiencing good customer service with you. So the sum of that is we all have a we all have a personal brand because we all exist and you know this is a Jeff Bezos quote that your personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Right? That is the truth.
1: I love that because, you know, when we hear brand, like when you call those companies, the IBM, the Microsoft, the Pepsi, and so on, sometimes you might think of the pictures or the logo and the colors, but for us, it's more than that. And I love that you said that we already have a brand, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of us think we have to go create this brand, right? So we already have that brand. It's just a matter of excavating it. I love that.
2: Yes, absolutely. It, it it exists, and it's what people say about you when you're not in the room. It's how are you showing up. So if you're an entrepreneur and you are let me just going to make it up. You are a, a stylist. You own a hair salon, and the experience is that oh my gosh, I go in, I get my balayage. It's so professional. My hair's never looked healthier. They take time. They don't just rush you in and out of the chair. You get a head massage. You know, it's this real complete you know experience. Then that's the word that's going to persist in the streets because people are going to leave your chair and say, oh, my gosh, if you've never had, you know, rosemary and peppermint massage into your scalp before you get a blowout, you need to go to. Right. You see like Sharon's face. That's an experience. That's that's what's going to be imbued into that brand that says, oh, you need a hair salon and all hair salons being equal. Go to that one because they have this extra they do this extra mild stuff that makes them really compelling. So you wanna think about how is it that I want to show up? So your brand, if you were to think of a Venn diagram with two interconnecting circles, it's how you want to be perceived. The other circle is how people actually perceive you. And that interconnecting circle in the middle is the truth of your brand. So for example, I might say, I am a motivator, I go the extra mile, I give people the the, the permission to really show up and take on life. So I think that's how I'm showing up as this encourager, this motivator. How people are perceiving me is, oh my gosh, if she says the word I one more time, she's always talking about herself, she's so pushy, so aggressive, right? So I think I'm this rah, 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 People are like, get out of my face. And so somewhere in the middle in the truth is where the brand exists. And so one of the things I always say to anybody who's looking to build their brand and really you you get to know the truth is to find out what is your reputation in the marketplace. How are you being perceived? Because if I'm just walking around to every networking meeting thinking, I'm this great encourager, I'm a motivator. I, I show people how to get to the top. But the room is experiencing me as here comes this pushy chick again. Don't sit with her. She'll talk your ear off. And then I'm wondering, well, why is nobody signing up for my program? What's going on? I'm this great motivator because you're not really you're not connected to the truth of here's how you're being perceived. And so the two have to come together. The two have to be connected. How are you wanting to be seen? But how are you truly being seen? So you can actually work on if you don't acknowledge the things that are not working for you, there's no way for you to address them. There's no way for you to fix them. So super important.
1: So, Faith, you you bring up something really important. there, And I was drawing that diagram as you were talking because I'm a visual learner and I get it faster there. So you talked about how how are you perceived in the marketplace? Right. So. What is something or a tip that we can do to find that out as a person? How do we find that out?
2: Brilliant question. And I literally just gave this to the audience of my brand momentum morning show. So the the pro way to do it is, you know, what I do with my clients is I do a full 360 survey. So it's a 360 brand survey. The way that works is this. So there's a let's just say there may be 10 or 15 questions that you answer about yourself. So you're self rating. Then I ask you for an unlimited number of emails of people in your circle of influence. So it can be clients, former clients, mentors, colleagues, anybody networking contacts who has some knowledge of you. They get the, sur- the same survey questions about you. So it'll say in Thinking of Shabade, when it comes to leadership, would she naturally play a leader in a team? And so if you answered, yeah, when it comes to leadership, yeah, I absolutely am the leader. You've given me 100 emails, 100 people get the same question. And thinking about Shabade, would she be the leader? They're answering. So you get to, and, and the beauty about doing it this way is it's anonymous. So as the strategist, I don't know who answered. The data just comes in. So we see the truth. So you say you're a leader, but Chhabri, guess what? Only 20% of respondents agreed that you would naturally be the leader. So already we can see that there's divergence. How you think you're showing up as a leader is not the truth in the marketplace. So then you know, okay, right. Then since I do want to be perceived as a leader, I get to work on my leadership skills. What are some of the things? And then this is when we go through a whole strategy of here's what are some things you can do. So I'll give you an example Uh, client wanted to be considered for a position in a corporation to be the head of the global operations. And so when the position was, she didn't get it because the perception was that she wasn't global enough. Meanwhile, she spoke five languages and traveled around, but that wasn't, she wasn't communicating. So that part of her brand was hidden down, wasn't excavated. So here would be some quick little tips on your email signature sign off Maybe every month you change it in a different language, your your salutation is in in a different language. So that's reinforcing to the people. Look, I am, in fact, global in her office. Get four or five different clocks, world clocks. So there's like New York, London, Tokyo, Australia. So when people come in, it reinforces it. Yes. In fact, you know, I do global business and uh, I'm really proficient at it. So that's just some really simple ways that you could start to tweak If what you're saying about you isn't showing up in the marketplace, it tells you that this is the work that I get to to do. Now, if you're not able to work with me and have that survey done, here is the DIY version. So you're going to pick 10, 15, 20, some number above 10. People, again, in your sphere that you know, that know you well enough. And you're going to say to them, what do you know about my brand? What is it that I do? That's it. You're not giving them any uh, deeper you know, information. You're not answering any other questions. This is for them to just, from their top of mind, they know you well enough. What do I do? What is my brand about? And then you have them either text it to you or email it to you. That's it. What do I do? What is my brand about? And these 10, 15, 20 people, again, you're not giving them Oh, nothing, just that's it. Respond. When you get the information back, then you can look at the feedback and say, okay, right. So these were 20 people that I've known for make it up two plus years. And I've done business with some of them, et cetera. And I only have, two people that got the answer even close to what it is that I do. That's a DIY version of doing that. So you can see, hmm, I'm kind of living in my own world. I'm not really being you know, expressive enough about what it is that I do so that even the people who are in my close camp are confused. So just imagine talking about you know, confidence and sales. If the people around you are confused about what it is that you do, just imagine when you go three, four degrees out they're going to be even more muddled and and confused. So it's really important to understand it as you're moving through and you're doing what it is that you do. Do the people know what you're doing so that they can also become, you know, easy referral points for you, which is why when I said, you know, it's my, you know, title kind of came organically because it came from the people. The people were the ones who started saying it because they get exactly what it is that I do. So that I hope serves somebody <laughs> today. Is it clear? she loves the guidance. Absolutely. Definitely do that. What is my brand about? What do I do? That will give you a really quick insight. If you, if you don't have, you know, the investment right now to do the full pro 360 brand perception survey.
1: That is fantastic. So, For those of you on the summit and friends, you're going to get a questionnaire coming your way. (laughs) We're going to we're going to experiment with it. So I'm happy that you shared that and you gave a little bit about the 360. What it reminded me of is when I was in corporate, they would do this for the leaders. They would have this 360 survey. So people above you, people on the same level, and your team members would answer this question and they would compile it and they would give you that information. So as you were saying it, I thought, okay, it was something similar to that. So then at least I I got the concept of it. And I'm happy that you shared a way that all of us can go and we can try that. Because I know, yes, in our heads, we think we're one way, but what people see on the
2: outside is something completely different. Yes. And it, and it makes no sense to keep doing things that are not working. This is one of the things that I think sometimes as individuals we we, we want to just keep going with no sort of, you know, investigation or inspection. Is this working? So I like to say maybe once per quarter, sort of check in and see, okay, right, is my email list growing? Are the number of people I'm connected to on social media, is that growing? Looking for my testimonials, am I seeing people, you know, giving me, whether it's feedback in text or email or on my Google business or on your LinkedIn? What's going on? Like, you know, you assess and audit your business, audit your life to say, okay, right. This is my goal. I said I wanted to do X. And how is it going? Don't wait until now we're, you know, closing in on the end of the year to then go, oh, my gosh, I'm not just now taking a look back. You want to be able to bob and weave as you're going through because, you know, the path to your journey is not a straight line. Nobody's confused about that. And so just be open to making micro shifts and adjustments as as you go. So that's really, uh, that's really, really important to continue to audit what is happening, because then that gives you the confidence. I'll tell you a, a quick story on when I started my branding journey. So in corporate, I started branding as a side hustle. And my first sort of like outing party was a um, was my branding over brunch event. I held it at a country club it was quite posh and spent all sorts of thousands of dollars to put it on, you know, photographer and videographer and photo boots and the whole bit. And then at the end of the presentation, so it was a full day session, I made an offer for people to work with me. One person, one person, bought a package for $297. I had spent thousands of dollars putting on this event. So therein lies the rub. What do you do? What, what, What are you thinking now? Putting yourself in my shoe. It's like, oh, I better keep that day job or be so confident in the knowing that here's evidence. Look for the evidence in your life that things are going well. Somebody bought something. So I set the price aside. Somebody bought something. So that tells me there's something good here. So I get to retool, readjust, Next year, I come back, second annual Branding Over Brunch event. Now it's a group package for $2,500 and 20 people buy it. The next year, the third annual, it's $5,000 for a VIP program. Many people buy that. The next year, it's $9,000, $12,000, $14,000. Today, the six month package is fifty dollars say that not to impress you, but to impress upon you that once you are confident in what it is that you are here to do, And this comes back to the clarity of purpose. Once you are confident that you are, even if you don't know the the full, full destination, but you know the path that you're on, that this is the path that I am here to inspire and to encourage women in this particular area, you stay the course. Now, staying the course doesn't mean you have to stay on this particular line. Sometimes there's a detour, but what does your GPS do? Your GPS doesn't freak out and go, oh my gosh, she turned left, she turned left. She was supposed to stay on the freeway. What did she just do? The GPS calmly says, recalculating, right? And getting you to the destination. So if something's happened along the way, don't freak out about it, just be confident in the knowing that your GPS, just as you don't freak out when you turn left, because you know, right? We know, oh, my, my GPS is gonna recalculate anyway, so I'm not that worried. Be the same way in life, be the same way in business. Once you know that you're on the path, even if you take a detour, you're ultimately going to get there. So have that confidence in this is a path I get to retool and I get to just kind of tweak and see, but keep, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going and look, yes, look for the evidence. So wow, deep. that
0: is so powerful, Faith. I love that example of the GPS. And it's true. It's now we have so many more tools to be able to recalculate so we don't freak out. Yes. I would, I would <sighs> think I say that it's like,
1: I just felt it. It's like, just look for the evidence that it's going well. Because a lot of us, we we would give up at that point, right? But the evidence, if you look for that evidence they, and you continue, like you've continued, and you have grown that into more than you expected at that time, right?
2: Absolutely.
1: That is so incredible and such a reminder for all of us, right? When we, when we, you know, we know we're on that path, we try something. Well, guess what? Don't give up. Just try something else, you know, keep adding to it and keep continuing. Faith, you, you spoke about something there with the quality assessment, right? Where once a quarter... We should be looking at our numbers, making sure we're growing, gathering those testimonials. So audience, if you haven't been doing that, it's okay, because as we're finishing up this year and we're getting ready for for the new year, this is your opportunity to set some targets for Q1 of next year. Right. Look at where you're at today. Look at the gap from where you are today and where you want to go. And by assessing where you are today, you could put some of those measures in, set some targets, so then you're better prepared for Q1 of next year. And you can say this year, you know what, I'm learning. I've I've never met faith before. And I was so fortunate that she spoke into me and my business at this summit, and I was able to put that plan in the action because I knew that one next step that I was going to do.
2: Yes, and I I love that, and I and I want to just say to everyone, just what's the worst thing that can happen? So I tell my clients to to run the what if scenario. And what if, well, what if, what if this doesn't, oh, you're asking me to, but what if this doesn't work? Well, what if the, okay, let's, let's go there. What if it doesn't work? Okay. So you've lost $10,000 quote unquote loss, but you've never really lost because everything is a learning experience. And then what if, and then you didn't make the money and your, your launch didn't go well and run it all the way to the very worst thing you could come up with. If you don't end up homeless under a bridge, go for it. Right. Because we are so resilient and we don't give ourselves enough credit for that we just sit in this little like oh my gosh i'm wringing my hands what i don't know if i should do that should i sign up for this thing then and then what you can guarantee for certainty is if you do nothing nothing's going to happen right so what what if i do it you know sometimes i use justifications of oh this program's five thousand dollars well you know what i've i've spent five thousand dollars on things that didn't even have the potential for a return anyway, so I go for it. So whatever you get to do to keep yourself moving is what absolutely needs to happen. So speaking into confidence, I wanna share this story. So when I just got into advertising, and I am hoping that this is serving many people today, my degree is in communications. And so part of the, the degree process is you get to have internships you know, to, to graduate. So one of my colleagues who was in the same communications track with me, we bumped into each other on Madison Avenue that we're in New York City. And she's so excited. She's told me she got this internship at Channel 47 Noticias, which she was a Latina. So it was perfect for her. It was great. And she said, but I already took this Ogilvy internship. Do you want it? And I said, yes. So therein lies confidence right there because I don't know these people. I don't know. I said, yes. So the following week, I come with my resume, with all my details, my you know, good little you know, professional outfit, and I show up to one Worldwide Plaza. Now, put in the context, Ogilvy and Mather is like the biggest, largest global agency going. Like this is massive. I show up to one Worldwide Plaza, and I said, "I'm here to see Donna Landau." She comes. I said, "Annette is not going to make it, but I am here." This woman's never seen me a day in her life. Nobody, in Og- nobody has seen me before at this time i'm working at mitsubishi textiles which is just to just get money while i was in college i quit my paying job to take a seven week internship not paid confidence my idea was this i just need to get my heels in this door and i'm willing to do whatever it takes so i was not concerned about well how am i going to pay my rent you just quit your job and I just knew once I got in, I would figure it out. She sat, in, sat me down, hired me, seven weeks turned into, oh my gosh, Faith, please don't leave. This is how I started my career in, in, uh, in advertising at Ogilvy & Mather on the IBM account. Like t- think about it, the biggest agency and the biggest brand, this is the first, my first gig. What if I didn't take that bold, confident step? To say yes. So, everybody in the audience, say yes to yourself. If I had said, Oh, no, Annette, I don't know. How could I go take your thing? They don't know me. And, you know, it's a male dominated white world. And I, I could have been in stories and been missing my blessing. But I was bold enough, confident enough, audacious enough to say yes for me because what's the worst that's gonna happen? They kick me out and I feel embarrassed. They're like, you know, whatever, I'm not gonna die. This is where the what if, so what if they kick you out? What, right? You're not going to die. And so I wanna share that as an example of where I started was confidence, bold, audacity, daring, whatever, it's all in here. You are so equipped, you know? God says you're you're well-equipped, believe that truth and just go. And that even if it doesn't work as you think, you're going to learn from it. Some opportunities will come. You're going to be even more confident for that because I could say, yeah, absolutely. You know, I tried it, it didn't work, but, you know, I learned something or whatever it might be. So I'm hoping that helps somebody uh, anchor into confidence today.
0: (laughs) I think I think we needed to hear that faith. And yes, I I think there is definitely people in the room, myself included, who that landed. So. There's confidence piece, and I think one thing I want to mark from the previous story as well is the consistency, right? To look for the evidence, but that you showed up consistently because of that confidence, so that people could get the time to know you. Um, This is selfish, but I think it will serve the audience too. What about the people that spray wide, right? So this is my thing about branding: is how do you know? your brand, when you want to try everything. So I'm looking for evidence, but I see evidence everywhere. And so I'm a little bit scattered and I don't know how to hone in. What would you say to getting the branding specific?
2: Yeah. And, and that's not a unique question. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs and individuals struggle with what we call multi-passionate Entrepreneur. Oh, I love everything. I love, love that. Love. Oh, I love this. But we would agree that if I were to or you were to say, you know, I love my mom and I love my aunt, the context of the love is going to be different. Right. So we're using the same word, but the, the connection to your mom is arguably at a deeper, more profound level than it would be for an aunt in California. But we use the same word. And so that's one of the things to sort of strip away, to really look for the truth. Look for the truth in what your heart is telling you. And so using the idea of does this does this bring you joy? Does this spark joy, Marie Kondo? Is the thing all the things that you say you love you? I love this. I love this. I love to paint. I want to teach people how to paint. I'm an architect. I love everything blueprint. I love design. I want to be an interior decorator. I want to be a landscaper. I want to like raise animals like I'm like organic. I love it all. Here's the test, the litmus test. It's Saturday morning, cold, rainy, three o'clock in the morning. You get to go do this thing. Do all of those things that you say you love pass through that Saturday cold morning filter? Because I might say, oh yeah, I love animals. But the thing is to go, you know, be a rancher. And raise baby goats at three o'clock on a Saturday. You know, maybe not so much. So use that as the filter to, to, as a first pass to say, is it really love or is it like? Is it I'm interested and I'm just saying I love it and I want to do it? Second thing is to take it off of you and be in service because a lot of times when we're in this space of I, I love it's 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 self it's self centered. I love this. I love this. I it right. It's it's bringing joy. To you, primarily, get into a service mindset. Who are you here to serve? Who, who are you here to serve? In the world, who are you here to serve? So it all starts with a vision. I always say, everybody, if you have never done this, this is absolutely critical to write out your vision statement. And your vision statement starts with, my vi- I, my vision for the world is a world where... My vision for the world is a world where. Now, two two buckets you can pull from. Things that move you, drive you, inspire you, or things that are really like annoying you and like make you mad and pissed off. So if you're mad about the state of food insecurity, if, if that's something that's driving, and you get to connect into your heart because that's where the truth is going to be. That children are waking up hungry. Children are going to bed hungry. You know, every day I have an overabundance of food and I know that, you know, one town over, people are rationing one chicken to serve five members of their family. If that pisses you off, if that really like boils your blood, then my vision for the world is a world where no one, no child ever goes to bed hungry that no child ever has to make a decision between going and buying you know a toy to play with their cousins versus lunch that they have to ration for two days right do you see when you can get really passionate about it it makes you either really mad or it really really inspires you my vision is a world where women are unstoppable Like I love that song, I'm unstoppable today, right? That if that is my vision for the world where women roar free, where we don't feel subjugated to anyone's whims, where we get to say who, when, why, what we get to say if we roll over or roll out, we are in charge of our destiny. Then that's my vision. So then anything that I do, your mission then is how are you going to help the world accomplish that? My mission is I'm going to be hosting monthly women empowerment seminars. I'm going to be doing you know free training on blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be doing women empowered retreats across, right? Your mission then lays out the plan, but your vision, your North Star is that one big thing. Now, listen, not to say you don't get to do other things, but th- this is where it comes in. What are you known for?
1: That was just incredible, Faith. And I need to go back and look at this. There were so many golden nuggets that you shared with us. Now, I know that today, apart from sharing all of that wisdom and knowledge and tips with us, you also have a gift for the audience, and it's called How to Build a Brand. No, it's called the Brand Index Core I- Assessment. It- Can yes. you share a little bit about what's in that?
2: Yes, absolutely. So it's uh, it's an online assessment that everybody absolutely should do. It's about 40 plus questions, and you're going to just answer in the affirmative or the negative. Don't overthink it. It's either a yes or a no. What this will help you realize, so you're going to get a possible, it's a scored out of a possible 40. So if you get a score of five, Right It's telling you already you know there's a lot of work that you get to do with your brand. It's giving you the state of your brand, so the questions that you're gonna be answering are things that you should be doing. so one of them as an example is do you know right now the your top five attributes? It's either a yes or a no. you either you know or you don't know, and so you answer accordingly. But that lets you know that that I should. So when we talked a little bit, you know, do I want to show up as expert? Do I want to show up as somebody who gives like you know great extra care, aftercare? What are the things that you want people to feel when they come into contact with you? If you don't know, if you're just sort of winging it, well, that's going to let you. That's going to let you know. Another thing I may ask you is that you know, um, you know, I I have spoken in publicly in the past six months. You either have or you haven't. What that lets you know is. You should be, you get to be out seen because part of the branding that you talked about before was this consistency is that no matter what, I show up, you know, I can't even tell you how many times when I started and I did lives, that little live button was flickering with the zero, zero people on watching me, but you wouldn't know it because my energy, my confidence, my bonus is such that I know There's magic in the replay. Somebody hashtag that magic in the replay. Remember that, that you may not have the audience right now, but it's video. So it gets to be shared and other people share it and then they see it and it's like two weeks later. So just to be confident in that. So the index score gives you a sense of where you are. So it's basically the state of your brand. So you have a five out of 40, you know where you are. You get a 20 out of 40. It gives you a sense of where you are. And my intention with that is that when you see where you are, you go, you know, right. I get to have some, you know, conversation with Faith about how do I do this thing called branding? Because, yes, it includes your logo and, you know, brand photos. I just did a, a brand portrait session for a client the other day, you know, getting Beautiful high resolution images because the visuals are also important. But at the end of the day, when you sum it up, when somebody says your name, what do you want people to be saying? And that's where the real work comes in is building that foundation. You know, I like to give the analogy of the house. You get to start from a foundational standpoint, not just, oh, I want a bay window and I want skylights. It's like, give me a logo and a website. It's really foundational. So hopefully everybody goes and takes that Brand index score, it's it's quick. It'll give you some insight into where you get to start with your brand.
1: Hey, thank you so much for that generous gift, for sharing your time with us this morning. Such valuable information you've shared with all of us because I know every one of us at some point in time struggle with that confidence and we need to be aware of that brand. And it's not just the logo and the colors, but it's like you said, when someone says your name, what are they thinking?
2: that's absolutely well said
1: thank you so very much babe
2: thank you thank you thank you for having me everyone it was a joy thanks
0: thank you for listening to lead and lift with Shabade jagwal ramna make sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss another episode you can find our guests contact information in the show notes We have resources to improve your leadership, your communication, and your confidence at leadandlift.com. We invite you to go check those out. Stay tuned for the next episode.